Airport Information Mike. Wind at 
metro liner with your tug. Um, that wasn't my fault, for the record. And uh, if you want to hear about that, I think this is like our whoops, our like 28th episode of the Ramp Check mm-hmm. Podcast. That's um, a really early 28th episode. or 29th. That's one of our early episodes. If you're new to the Ramp Check <clears throat> Podcast, don't forget, we've got a ton of episodes. Now, I remember on the first episode, um, we asked you to comment... You know, what you think about the podcast, what you think about us. However, if your comment was to stop, to just keep it to yourself for a little while and let us get a little bit further into this. So we're we're about a year and a half into the podcast now. Right. And um, we, we've made uh, a real conscious effort of bringing this to you as close to weekly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a commitment that we're making to you guys mm-hmm. uh, because the podcast is growing. Um, we thank you guys for listening. But for those of you who are new to the podcast, start at the beginning. Suffer through the first couple yeah, of episodes. Yeah, it's a little rough. We sound pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I remember the op- every time I hear the opening of our first podcast, I wince because I remember, it's the Ram Check Podcast. Yay. <laughs> I know. We're like, wow, we have a microphone. <laughs> God. Oh, but yeah, well, we've come we've come a long airplanes. way. I know, we, right? We've uh, you know we've changed some equipment around a little bit. We've we've been able to do some live interviews, mm-hmm. um, or I should say, like local interviews. You know, and bring them to you guys. Um, we now have the beautiful and spacious Ramp Check Studios. <laughs> well, uh, it's more of an office, and you know, I guess you could call it studio. Okay, this is all it is. This yeah, is this is it's slash both. You just blew the illusion brother this well, is this is a podcast they don't know that no i know i the, just gotta uh, be honest because because we do um instagram lives where we show them some of oh, our memorabilia right. we show them some photos show them you know all right, right. I, I forgot about that so i guess because i've been really tempted to open up the podcast by saying coming to you live from the top of the ramp check tower in the ramp oh, check yeah. studios <laughs> yeah no sorry not there yet <laughs> we're not quite there yet so um so anyway thanks for those of you that are listening if you're once again if you're new to the podcast um start from the beginning give us some listens give us some comments you know do the whole subscribe um give us a five star rating uh, share it uh, with your friends and family. Yeah, all the locations coworkers. you can listen to it now. You can listen to it directly through rampcheckglobal.com mm-hmm. through SoundCloud. Right. And then they've. Uh, we also have the links on there um, for uh, Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. Google Podcasts, and just recently, yep, Spotify. we got on Spotify. Spotify. So, right. so that's cool. Um, and something else that we've launched recently as well, of course, is uh, rampcheckreport.com. Mm-hmm. There is a link to the podcast on rampcheckreport.com as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and through rampcheckglobal.com. And, and through rampcheckglobal. Uh, if you haven't been to rampcheckreport.com, this is awesome. I really wish that I would have had this when I was a flight dispatcher. Right. Um, oh yeah, that you know definitely. I mean, and, the, the, the cool thing about it is, is we we basically modeled it after the successful and amazing Drudge Report, mm-hmm. and the reason we did it that way is because we wanted to have one website where everybody could go to to get all the latest and up to date important aviation right. aerospace stories mm-hmm. in one spot because. There's so many great aviation journalists, uh, websites, um, 
you know, out there, but it's like when you're clicking on, you know, this one and that one, and it, you know, it takes time where we wanted to set it up so you can go to one place mm -hmm. and you can even find the links to your favorite aviation and aerospace news sites. But we have right. we have their top stories. <laughs> did you, I heard that. Did you hear my coffee's uh, talking? An inner, <laughs> an inner gurgle. <laughs> my coffee's All talking. Right, yeah, man. and I've even had um, some some uh, people comment that they check it daily. Yeah. So, well, um, that, that's what we want. That's the to goal, be right? Yeah. That's what we want is for you guys to do that. And now, not only is it uh, global aviation and aerospace news, um, there's also some links to some aviation uh, resources on there. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. I, if you're a dispatcher, obviously you use your own official, um, yeah, you know, your own official uh, software or whatever you've got that's approved. But it's just there for you to look at. It's just a place to go for all of your different resources. So. Well, if you're general aviation pilot i mean mm -hmm. you can go on there and get you know look up the accuquick aopa pilot resources aviationweather.gov right. mm -hmm. uh dins faa pilot portal uh flight uh radar 24 live atc mm -hmm. is always cool uh you know we've got um like millionaire fbo's on there we're working mm -hmm. on adding some more fbo's most of those you can get through AccuQuick, right. but and the um, newer edition, of course, uh, Pilot Makers Flight School. That's right. Um, yep. After talking to our uh, our good right. buddy uh, Herbie Hancock. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Herbie Hancock. It's Barry <laughs> Hancock. That's right. How people um, remember uh, it. If you didn't hear that interview, that was a great time that we spent with yeah. Barry. Um, real funny guy. Um, this uh, there's a also a link here. This one's for Ryan. Um, you can click Reuters? on the link to Reuters. Um, Reuters. Come on. And, uh, uh, there's just some great stuff. You know uh, what link I don't see on here is what? probably NOAA.gov. Because um, you can get uh, the National Hurricane Center on there. I know that was a site yeah. we, we can all, I was dispatching. We can always add we those links. And if anybody has any suggestion for links yep um, right they send can it. send us uh, right on the website uh rampcheckreport.com mm -hmm. you can send us news tips or just send us comments and you right. can you can put that in there um you know well i i it'd be cool to have this link on there or that link or whatever exactly yeah so don't we can hesitate do that. to do that because we want to make this um user friendly and we want everything on there for everybody so right Send us a suggestion. And, we'll and take on, it. <laughs> on top of exactly on top of the uh, links that we just listed, are more like resource links. Mm -hmm. There's also you know, quote unquote, AvGeek links. You know, the International Council of Air Shows, uh, Boeing, Airbus, Alert Five, uh, Canon, Nikon, uh, Hill Air Force Base, Nellis, uh, NOAA Weather, Northrop Grumman, uh, Pilot Maker Air Shows. You know, of course, Ramcheck Global. <laughs> Uh, SpaceX, <laughs> Scramble, Textron. I mean, so we've got a whole list, and no. then and then we've got a whole list of uh, news sites as well. Wait, did, yeah. he, did he just Pretty say awesome. Noah? Isn't that what you just said to put on there? Did you say Noah? Yeah, yeah. it's, oh, it's on already there. there. It's on there. Yep. Oh, there it is, okay. brother. Or the national, maybe more specifically, yeah. the National Hurricane yeah, we Center. Can always and don't that. forget the one of the most important links on this website, the hashtag. RCG ramp swag. So there you go. Hey, dude, you <laughs> said it right the first I, time. I well, I, I'm usually job, okay brother. in the That's beginning. It's good. as we get near the end of the podcast, I, I have a difficult time finding my words. You warmed up. You did the anchor man. <laughs> the human go. torch was denied. Was denied. A <laughs> bank loan. There it is again. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, 
Uh, moving on to our first story. Uh, kind of some uh, pretty crazy stuff coming out of the Middle East, more specifically Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. um, over this last weekend. We're recording the podcast on uh, Monday, September 16th, mm-hmm. uh, 2019, um, 9.26 a.m. Mountain Standard <laughs> Time. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, I, I, I saw a few tweets uh, over the weekend, and um, uh, this... So this, uh, you want to call it? I mean, it's it's called it's been called a drone strike. It's been called a missile strike. It's been called both. Um, if if you haven't heard, if you've been under a rock, um, one of Saudi Arabia's uh, largest oil production facilities uh, was hit by what they're calling it, the Saudi Arabian government, a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and this little small terrorist group that I'd never even heard of before, they're freaking everywhere, oh, um, was claiming response one. that they Has did it with their... Hezbollah did Houdini for the righteousness of whatever. It's like, geez, just be Good a part Lord. of the human race and I know. let's all just freaking I, get along. I, I wouldn't geez. be surprised if there's a terrorist group out there called the Ten Rings. <sighs> Gosh, um, there will be now that Marvel's going right. to launch that movie. Um, but uh, but anyway, so they claim responsibility and said they did it with their drones. Now, when I think of drones, still, I I still think of the, you know, the little kits that you see at Costco, <laughs> the, the, the quadcopter, Best Buy. The, right? Exactly. Yeah, probably wasn't that kind of drone. See that thing trying to drag like a ten thousand pound bomb. <laughs> um, but, uh, actually, that was Sound a, like a fucking cat. <laughs> a cat, Why is there in, the a cat alley? in the studio? Well, Halloween is coming up. It's the black cat. I wasn't even looking at you, and I just <laughs> heard you. <laughs> but, yeah, so there, there are very capable uh, military yes, drones. There are. Yeah, is that like that our version of like the yeah. Predator or mm-hmm. something like the, that. The, the yeah. Reaper. The, the, the Reaper is our, right. is our main one right now. And yeah. I mean, that, that can carry, you know, Hellfire missiles. Right. Like, I mean, you know, so well, um, and there's lots of drones that can do a lot and of damage. And this terrorist group is claiming that they've acquired or whatever these new... Um, I can't remember if the article, if it said jet-powered drones or different kind of engine or whatever. Yeah. But but now there's also evidence that there were cruise missiles used in these attacks as well. Yeah. So so naturally it's become a war of words between governments. Um, you know, the Iranians are saying, oh, no, we didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. Right. And since the, since the U.S. withdrew from that uh, nuclear... Uh, deal right. that uh, they were involved with in Iran. Um, you know, they're saying that uh, now it's become a uh, a war of untruths, or you know, it, it's almost it's almost starting to sound to me like good old Saddam Hussein and his. Well, um, it's that, that's how it is. You know, with, with it a is. lot of these terrorists and dictators. It and is. It's just a bunch of bullshit. Well, and I it I was is. I was reading something about you know. Iran is behind the scenes kind of pulling that bullshit where they're acting like they want diplomacy, but then they're behind the scenes launching these attacks. And even though there hasn't been like specific proof, remember when the uh, 
the drones got shot down and they claimed that they were in their airspace and they were mm-hmm. actually nowhere near their airspace. So right. you just can't trust anything that Iran is saying or doing right now. Well, so, and the cargo and the oil ships. Yeah, and, so it's a know. pretty good indication that some shit might hit the fan kind of soon with these guys. But Right. I, it's just It's just so funny because, you know, all the rhetoric, all the anti-Western rhetoric, you know, and... Yeah. And then they launch an attack, and they're like uh, uh, Harlan Williams in uh, Rocket Man. <laughs> wasn't me. Well, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, but th- one of the scariest things about this story is, well, I shouldn't say scary, maybe. Some people are referring to it as like a, a modern-day Pearl Harbor. That's probably a little much, but then when you think about it, um, this, uh, um, this attack has crippled Saudi's oil production mm-hmm. yeah. like I mean it's which is a obviously huge what impact. it was meant to do right yeah. exactly exactly but it's you know it's causing oil prices to spike so here we go you know higher gas prices this and that um, but um, they're saying that this attack like has affected six percent of the world's um, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Well, it's huge. Here, here's here's the reason why it's it's most likely Iran. And by the way, the, the United States of America has come out and officially blamed Iran. They for did the officially. Okay. Yeah, American. And th- this is from a Wall Street Journal article this morning. American officials say intelligence indicates that Iran was the staging ground for the debilitating attack on Saudi. Arabia's oil okay. industry. Yeah, the group was called like Houthis, H O U T H I S. The Houthi, 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 Houthi from Yemen. Houthis, Houthis. So, so right now, what's going on is Saudi Arabia and in Yemen and these these Houthi group. They're they've been fighting um, for a while, and and there's all kinds of cool videos actually of of uh, Saudi F-15 SAs shooting down uh, drones, drones and stuff from coming out of Yemen that they're probably a bunch that are coming out of Iran but but um but so so that's so it's pointing that this is Iran again okay. Iran's harassing the area you know they've been launching attacks on tankers um you know in the Persian Gulf in the Strait of Hormuz um they shot down a US uh, navy um you know Triton drone which that was is the one I was just talking about yeah yeah, yeah they, they <clears throat> shot that down um you know they they've been flexing whatever military might they have is as puny might as they have I mean the reality is they do have a lot of military weapons but but a lot of them are outdated a lot of them are old I mean they're still flying f14as and f4s um, Jesus. You know, they, they, they slapped Fish a, in a barrel. They slapped a, a twin tail on an F5 and called it their newest, like, fighter. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's like for crying out loud, you know, it's it's just, I don't wow. know. I mean, it, it's. It, they, would, I think it was called the fifth generation jihad. Um, <laughs> Something like that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's not looking good. And unfortunately, it's looking like some form of war is going to happen in the Middle East. Again. Um, again. And uh, Iran is just, they're, they're just not wanting to play with, you know, nicely with, with the rest of the world. I mean, they, they think that they can you know push their dominance this way by attacking the world's oil supply and the reason i'm sure they attacked you know part of the world's oil supply is because they can't export their oil right now because of uh, economic sanctions 
right. put on by the United States and 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 other countries that, that support that. And so it's just it almost seems like mm-hmm. Iran is just trying to force everyone's hand. Like yeah. I don't yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they something they'll do something and the threats keep coming back and then they just keep doing more. And I, I didn't know this, but I just read that where that strike took place is actually the world's largest oil processing facility. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know so, it was the yeah. world's largest. So so they, you know, whoever, you know, attacked this is, is definitely they, they knew what they were doing. Um the funny thing is um on Twitter um there's a uh um I mean obviously a lot of people are tweeting about this but there's a um a specific account um it's uh, at m b k s i or let me rephrase that m b k s 15 and um he's a uh, he's a, a Saudi av geek Mohammed bin Khalid and he tweeted a photo of um of wreckage of these cruise missiles mm-hmm. that were used in the desert and it's really funny his his title on the photos is just well 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 <laughs> you know and so it's like it all all the evidence is pointing towards iran and Jesus, their involvement geez. and it's it's gonna get ugly over there and you know, we've we've got a lot of troops already over in the Middle East. Um, yeah. uh, Hill Air Force Base and and F thirty fives are still over there, which they actually participated in a bombing run with some F fifteen Strike Eagles in badass. Iraq. On that, yeah, did you see that? Yeah. They just basically carpet bombed this one little island area right off of the river in in Iraq. I forget which part of Iraq. But, I mean, they just, the video that just came out, it's like, it, it's seriously like a B-52 just flew over. <laughs> but it was a bunch of F-15 uh, Strike Eagles and F-35As from, uh, uh, the F-35s are from Hill Air Force Base. Yeah. Which is really cool. Right, because that's uh, the units from Hill Air Force Base, the 388th and the uh, Fighter Wing and the 419th, uh-huh. uh, they're the only combat certified yeah, uh, yeah. F- the only com- combat ready, combat coded F thirty five A's for yep. the United States. Exactly. So. so you know it's those guys. Way to go. Yeah, I know. Way I know. to go, guys. Cool. Um, so I, I don't know where this is gonna go, but uh, it's not looking good as far as for war. And war right. is always, you don't want war, but like we've said in past episodes, you know, you you have, you have to have, you know, we have to have a strong military peace through strength obviously and mm-hmm. all we can hope that if something does happen um our superior war fighting capabilities with our um with our personnel the military mm-hmm. uh, equipment will just it, it, it can be uh, over as soon as possible mm-hmm. if something does happen so. yeah it's uh, you can uh, you can find links to um um <clears throat> what aaron just mentioned about the f-35as and the f-15s in that strike that link is on the ramp check report if mm-hmm. you want to read it but and we're um, in the process of updating ramp check report too as we speak with some of these articles about the attack on the oil refinery okay. oh, and cool. and one of the reasons that's important i mean this you're talking about politics and war and this and that but um aviation again it can be used for good it can also be good for bad or good for bad <laughs> used for bad here yeah. we go um <laughs> But uh, yeah, just we'll just keep a close eye on that and see where it goes. So, um, uh, speaking of, let's see where it goes. 
Um, this weekend uh, was officially supposed to be the, uh, well, not officially, originally supposed to be the Storm Area 51. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that again. Yep, here we go. We got to mention it because it, you know. Um, I know. I just think it's the stupidest thing that's ever been. Yeah. Well, yeah. Registered. That's why my response was that way. But um, I, I really think I that. That's um, so dumb. I, I'm sure that there's going to be some people that show up. And <laughs> God, I hope just, so. <laughs> just I really for, do. For entertainment value yes, right there. Yes, 100%. Just, uh, just see what happens. But uh, regardless, um, even though the, the guy that inadvertently started it in the website, um, he's now warning potential stormers that they shouldn't go, as doing so puts themselves and the local populace in the tiny little community of Rachel, Nevada, in danger. That almost sounds like a lawyer <laughs> yes, instead of him saying that. But um, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a few knuckleheads that still show up. Yeah. Um, and the military is prepared for it. Uh, this coming <laughs> from thedrive.com um, slash the war zone, you know, Tyler uh, Rogaway. He's been keeping up on this, and it's funny too because he's been uh, pretty active on Twitter talking about this, just kind of saying, you know, people are not really the wisest by doing that. So, before I get into Tyler's tweets, um, uh, the Air Force has decided to, they're putting in some temporary flight restrictions, TFRs for you Av geeks out there. That basically are saying, so like like Area 51 or, um, you know, that area surrounding it, the Nevada yeah, Test mm -hmm. and Training Range, um, there's like permanent TFRs in those areas. Or yeah. they're, they're actually like restricted yeah. areas, military yeah, operating areas, yeah. MOAs. But they're putting TFRs around it, yeah. you know, even more so, so you can't even get closer. Um because you know there's going to be some dipshit in a 152. Or, or you know, a drone. Or, yeah. or a drone, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is funny because uh, Christopher uh, McGreevy, which mm -hmm. is at OWIS on Instagram, uh -huh. he posted screenshots of the TFRs, uh -huh. and he hashtagged it, A-10 Burt Zones. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. For, for the right? Area 51. <laughs> Storm Area 51. Oh, I thought that was man. so funny. I got a kick out you of that. You know what I really hope happens is I do hope some people show up and and they just fucking disappear and no one knows what happened to them. Just or don't just hear this, from them ever yeah, again. Or this big. Hear from them again. They just think that this big thing's going to happen and. The airspace is shut down, the restriction, because this giant UFO just comes and just like, just fuck, or the big tripods from, from War of the Worlds yeah. come up over the, the ridge and start grabbing them and putting them in little baskets underneath. Well, they crossed that line that where that fence is, man. They won't be heard from again. Yeah, that's right. At least for a while. Right. And so um, I want to read a couple of Tyler's comments on this. Some of these are more current, but this one's actually from back in July. Um, I think that was before, like, it was the the guy who quote unquote organized this said, uh -huh. "Oh yeah, maybe it's not such a good idea after all." Yeah. Um, no. If you're looking to follow Tyler on um, Twitter, it's uh, at aviation underscore intel. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a lot of great links. In fact, um, 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 several of the stories uh, that you'll see linked in Ramp Check Report come from the drive, mm -hmm. and. Um, those links will take you right to some of those stories. But uh, Tyler says here on July 8th, you are a total moron. 
<laughs> if you think testing the boundaries of military installations for fun is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, these people have not spent much time around military police. Um, and yeah. then he... Uh, They're not messing around. And then another comment on that. And that got uh, like 94 likes, 24 different comments. And he says, and no, I'm not talking a fence check here. I'm talking about knowingly trespassing on a military installation property in an attempt to fuck with security. Yeah, no, it's it's, um, it's not. Like some of, some of our most sensitive uh, military technology is tested in these areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the United States military is not going to allow a bunch of, you know, basement dwelling, freaking millennial morons to just go do whatever they want and and whine and complain and you know. Do you think the guys running ridiculous. running um, surveillance, if people do actually show, are just like fucking getting their popcorn popped and getting like sodas out and like just want to watch this like unfold like because <laughs> that's what i, I would want to do think they're like <laughs> get yeah. the satellites in position yeah go ahead show up and see what well, it's happens. like you show up right away you're having some kind of a targeting imaging system oh right yeah, oh, for sure, sure. <laughs> yeah exactly. and, and i tell you what these area 51 stormers or whatever the hell they're called all they have to do is go on YouTube and check out the A-10 and AH-64 Apache gun footage of them taking out terrorists in Afghanistan and Iraq, <laughs> and I guarantee they're going to go crying to their mommies into their basement. Those are some of the greatest videos I have ever oh, seen. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable, man. The, the, so, oh. yeah. Well, not only that, what about the... Uh the sniper videos in the mountains of Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you just hear the... <laughs> yeah. And you see... And a guy just goes flying through oh, yeah. the air, spinning, because oh, he's yeah. hit by whatever caliber those yeah. sniper rifles yeah, those, are, those too. Yeah, those 50 cal sniper Yeah, I mean... Earl go? And you think... And you guys, thinking about storming, think that you're not going to have snipers as well as air support, as well as... Military police as well. I mean, yeah, I know we're just kind of going on it's this, just but a stupid move. It, it really is, and, and like I said, I kind of hope something happens because I just kind of want to. I kind of want to see how it unfolds, but maybe I shouldn't wish that because, <clears throat> you know, yeah. not an asshole. I don't want people to die, but like, <laughs> so I that know. that's basically what I'm saying is. Don't go out there and force anyone's well, hand. There's okay? a reason why the fence says use of uh, off. What does it say? Use, Use of deadly of force, deadly force, force auth- yeah. authorized. <laughs> authorized. Youth, <laughs> youth of deadly force authorized. <laughs> so exactly. stay home and just create a video game that you can play with and just play a video game with Storm in Area 51, now, okay? Now, that would be a kick-ass video game, Storm Area 51, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, I but just sound like fucking Mike out. Tyson now. <laughs> yeah, just stay home and be careful, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um hopefully that there's nobody out there but you know there's gonna be one dude with a mullet and a gun rack in his back of his pickup truck and but you see and, i don't think it's those guys because yeah, i think I, the those, rednecks are those, like those are the guys that are flying the american <laughs> yeah, flag that are like yeah. pro u.s those it's, guys might show up and help the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, know, right? yeah. it's, that's it, true it, that's it's true. the dude or, or or the chick with like with the doobie rolled up and <laughs> yeah. and they don't have a job and you know they're living off of you know government 
you know, Government welfare cheese. because they're faking <laughs> that they can't work and that's true. and you know, and they have nothing else to do. They're the ones that 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 show up to like you know whatever protest, and the police mm. touch their arm and they just start going. They touch me and they Mentality. they hurt me. Police protect. You know, it's those people that are. You know, part of this storm. So, yeah. so let's use one. that as a segue and talk about the protests. Oh, shall yeah. Shall we? Should yes. we just use um, that? Yeah. Before we go into that, I just want to mention again, uh, that story is on thedrive.com, but you can find the link to that through Ramp Check Report. Check so uh, go there, check yeah. that out. All right, Ryan. Well, let's uh, let's just talk about these protests in Vermont. You have <laughs> yeah, it up Speaking there. of ridiculous. So give us the platform <laughs> since you have the story so, up there. So retired Air Force officers arrested and cited for trespassing in Vermont F-35 protests. So yes, people, there are F-35 protesters out there. Two retired Air Force officers were arrested this week after a sit-in protest at Senator Patrick Leahy's office in Burlington, Vermont. The pair demanded a delay in the arrival of F-35 fighter jets at the Vermont Air National Guard base at Burlington International Airport, according to local media reports. The Vermont Air National Guard is poised to accept its first F-35 jet later this month. Retired Colonel Roseanne Greco and retired Lieutenant Colonel Roger... I'm not even going to try to say his name. I believe it's dumbbassedness. It's actually close. (laughs) Barassa is his last name. Um, Were armed with a... Okay, this is great. Armed with a list of demands they want Leahy (laughs) to approve as they headed into his office an hour before closing Monday. So before you finish that, did, did these... These quote-unquote retired officers, what was their job in the Air Force? I don't know. Were they like... Um, it, does, it doesn't say. It just, the, it just gives a rank. The commander of janitorial services? <laughs> no. Well, they're um, colonels and lieutenant colonels, so they're probably a little higher up than that. Which is very interesting that they would protest this. Well, here's, here's the thing. Well, that's okay? what I'm saying, because they're, they probably had nothing to do with aviation. Nothing. Yeah, it's in their it, career. It's probably, that's right. my guess. But, but, but anyway. we but we don't know. And we don't. And the thing here is, I'll, I'll continue on this right. article. But it's totally. F- we want to make clear too. It's a free country. If you right. want to protest, that's fine. But it also puts you at risk of looking like a total dumbass. Well, yeah. Okay. They have but, the right but, to but do that's that. Your just right. like we have that the right is, that, about talking about it. Exactly. You so. also have the right. To remain silent. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which they did. Which they did. They got read those rights. Okay, so they want Leahy to intervene to postpone the F-35's arrival until the jet has booked at least one million hours of flying time. Oh, and until funding is secured to purchase 3,000 homes that Federal Aviation Administration noise maps have identified as in the unsuitable for residential use zone. The F-35s are louder than the F-16 and that that the Vermont Guard has flying currently. They're also pushing for an investigation in the F-35 basing process and for the Pentagon to issue additional information regarding the F-35's nuclear role, according to Vermont Digger, I guess that's a reporter in the area. An um, investigative blog. Oh, here, here we yeah. go. An investigative news outlet uh, focused on Vermont. They have requested public hearings for the matter. So, 
what this tells me is if there's some kind of a U.S. invasion, guess what state is last in being protected? <laughs> I was going to say, they'll just launch all of the F-35s yeah. out of exactly. Vermont. Guess, guess they'll just what's... tactically look at it and go, eh, Vermont's out. Um, are... Well, that it's, Vermont will be the first state renamed in a Chinese verb or a Chinese <laughs> character or whatever. Like... I mean, if something happens where the shit hits the fan and we're defending our homeland, I mean, it's ridiculousness like this, where it's like, because if something really happened, were those jets out of Burlington mm-hmm. um, need to be used to defend Vermont and Burlington? Like, all these people that are protesting, guess what the first thing... Where's our military? Right. They will. Oh, you mean the military you were trying to chase away for the last five years? Right. You know, first off, the the role of National Guard units, their their first mission is protection of the state that that they're based out of. Yeah. And then the second mission, of course, uh, if it becomes federal, they can go, they can be used for different things. Right, um, right. You know... I just, oh, I don't understand it. I, I really, really don't. Okay. I, I don't understand it at all. I mean, th- their noise complaints, I mean, that's their big thing well, and is, these, is noise and complaints. And these 300 yeah. homes that they're talking about. 3,000. Like, oh, 3,000 to secure, you know. First off, I'm pretty sure that the airport was there before those 3,000 homes. Right. If you have a problem with loud airplanes. Don't buy a home. Don't buy or build a home by a fucking airport, people. <laughs> well, and you know. Seriously. True, true. Literally. When I hear these stories, sometimes I'm like, all right, let me step outside, like, loving aviation and put myself in their position. And even when I do that, I think, like, like, I if I was in a position where I didn't like the noise, I might be like, you know, yeah, the jets are loud and this and that. But I would never go fucking protest. Well, it's like, like then, then look into moving from an airport. Or look at, like yeah, like, if things are that that big a deal like this reminds me quickly if i can share a story about when i worked at the provo utah airport uh-huh. i don't know if you remember this because we worked down there for yeah, a little bit but we were, yeah. anyway it's a small airport and kind of like i don't know how you would compare provo to uh, size wise to like salt lake city but um really small i, yeah, I moved smaller area. i moved um down that way and so i worked out at the airport and it was a smaller airport just mostly just small general aviation Mm -hmm. type things and they were talking about bringing an airline service into there at the time which there is now Mm -hmm. um and there wasn't at the time and i remember there was a gas station just a couple miles from the airport where we used to go fill our vehicles at because we didn't have like the yeah it was a small it didn't even have a tower exactly yeah it was was, yeah and a lot of flight schools and things like that from one of the local uh, colleges anyway there were talks about it in the newspaper and i i go to fill one of the vehicles and there were protesters at on the corner of that gas station okay and there were about maybe nine or ten of them and they had signs and they were protesting airlines coming into that airport because of noise and here's what made it so funny dude i pull up in an obvious airport vehicle yeah i get out in my uniform i've got wings on and (laughs) and and they start turning towards me as i'm filling the van and they're like yelling like no noise no airlines and shit (laughs) 
And I literally am just like chewing my gum loud, like obnoxiously looking at him, gassing, yeah. just staring at him, smiling. And dude, they had two big speakers out there and they were playing noises of jets. And it was like fucking like, like a jet that would never come yeah, into there. Like, like you could tell, yeah, dude, it was like an afterburner. And they, I'm just laughing and they're red in the face and all that shit. And I'm just like, I'm thinking about how many other areas there are to live. And I'm like, these people are like protesting growth for their city. They don't realize what having an airline there could well, do. Not well, tourism yeah, wise. And ninety percent of that airport is surrounded by Utah Lake. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and so, and they were talking about bringing like two flights a day in. Yeah. It's like so for I, an hour of your entire day, you're gonna hear a jet take off and land. Well, they're just like, are you they shitting me? They couldn't afford to buy tickets on an airline, so <laughs> yeah, they're dude. just mad. Anyway, so I think of that situation, and then <laughs> I look at this and I compare them, and I'm just like, you guys, come on. Well, I, I guarantee those protesters, including the ones in Vermont, they're the type of person that's like. They hear a police siren. Oh, I can't believe it. Why does he have to turn on his siren? Like, oh my gosh, can't can't he just turn his lights on and right. people know? Yeah. Like, they're probably like, the police need to stop using their sirens and, yeah. and the fire department needs to stop using their sirens. And, like, that's the type of person that and is they, with, where it's just completely irrational. Yeah. They that's go not out, how life works. They, they mow their lawn with their electric lawnmower and then they drive their, I mean, their Prius around. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, some people buy buy those Prius for for gas, you know, for gas yeah. reasons. We, <clears throat> then they get all startled when they when the motor kicks in, and I know where'd this noise come from? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Jared Harris actually owns a Prius. Oh, sorry, he, Jared. He's, he's always knocking on himself though for having it. But he's like, hey, when you live where I do, where you're driving everywhere, yeah, it's it makes like sense. saves my ass in gas. It makes oh, sense. Yeah. I just, it does make sense. You know, the story. Even though I would buy one, but you know, this story obviously reminds us of like freedom of speech and mm-hmm, and all yeah. that but you know being the aviation lovers that we are and stuff like that like i just it irritates me so bad to hear about shit like this well it just goes back to aviation is what allows us to live our lives that we do yeah. like whether it's overnight package delivery mm-hmm. whether it's air ambulance services whether it's right. our military whether it's a news helicopter reporting a dangerous situation, mm-hmm. you know, so everybody can see to avoid an area yeah, or, right. or or to go assist. Uh, what about oh. all the hurricane that just like obliterated the Bahamas? It's like, wh- you have wh- the what's hurricane it? hunters based out of Keesler Air Force Base in Mississippi. Yeah. They go and they fly into the eyes of these things yeah. to, to get you know just gather more data, data and, and, you know about the and all those things uh, uh you know airlines i mean never before has the human race been able to travel the world and see the world mm-hmm. like they do in, well, and, and safety and i look and, at it as the most important too in this in this case the most important aviation related thing in our country is our is our freaking air force you know yeah. and this is what they're protesting and that's what irritates me the most it, and it's like you said yeah. if there's a war on our soil or anything like that like you're not going to be bitching about the noise 
when they're taking off to go intercept some fucking missiles heading our way or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not going to be right. like, oh my gosh, it's 9 a.m. and they're taking off to save our lives. You yeah. know, it's like... So yeah. think about it that way. And I always love to think about behind closed doors when shit like this happens because if they're anything like me or us and we were in a decision-making process and that list of demands came across our desk, I'm sure the list of demands gets on the desk and then it just makes its way over to a box that just sits there and doesn't even get touched. Well, and then, yeah, I know. I mean, it's like there's politics involved and, and you know, it's it, it's obviously, you know, along the lines of, you know, th- there's environmentalist groups, there's, you know, certain groups that, that are really tough on the military mm-hmm. because they don't believe in the military or or they believe the military is dangerous for, you know, the population. And, and it's like, look, yeah, some some of their arguments and protests might have some validity to them. But the thing is, is, you know, that's their opinion. And well, they, they, yeah. not everybody should be forced, you know, to their opinion or our opinion for that matter. But the, the, the fact is, the whole reason why that there's a military base there is because, you know, it's for protection mm-hmm. um to train our war fighters um and you know to help the community out as far as you know bringing you know money to the area uh you know well, because it's going to support jobs response and it's gonna, to national disaster or natural disasters as well yeah i mean um, f-35 isn't really well, going to do a whole no lot but i'm saying but the guard disaster, unit but the guard itself, exactly the base itself, it, 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 the exactly personnel. the personnel and mm-hmm. and um you know, and, and, and all the, you know, supporting um, efforts for those aircraft right. and for that base and everything. And it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, everybody just needs to realize that, uh, you know, the, the military is there for our protection. Right. They need to train because that's what makes us the most, you know, lethal fighting force in the world that's what gives us our freedoms yeah, yeah, yeah. actual yeah training and and yeah. that's what allows us the lives that we have in order to even choose to protest or not yeah exactly. and so it's it, it it's like you know I, I and i don't know what the answer is but well i know what the answer is is use your damn burners in that f-35 every time you <laughs> You're in Berlin. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. nice that reminds me of uh, i was doing some work um up uh, at a home just right out off Hill Air Force Base uh-huh. last year. Uh-huh. Or was it the last year or the year before? Whenever the air show was. Because I remember the day I was there, the Thunderbirds actually showed yeah, up. Yeah, it was 2018. So it was 2018. Was so, and I remember it was interesting. They weren't a military family. And I was hearing, because um, the Thunderbirds came in, and then there were also some other flying going on. And I was in the room with the lady who owned the home she was just doing some cleaning or whatever and i was working and Mm -hmm. and i kept looking out the window and she made a comment like oh you must like uh jets or something i'm like oh yeah and i i told her like my brothers and i we were involved in uh like a business that we're starting and all this stuff and and i'm like what about you do you love aviation she's just like she's like you know it's not really my thing and i'm like oh so does like do all these noises bug you and she's like well, we bought the house. We knew there was a base right there. Those were <laughs> See, literally her comments. Go. She's like, yeah. so for me, she literally was like, I just, I really don't really notice it anymore. 
because it, I just expect it, and we knew like what to expect. So yeah, I'm glad I remembered that for this story because I'm like, she literally was just like, well, we knew like when we bought the home yeah. that it was by an Air Force base, and I was mm-hmm. like, it's like yeah. yeah, and you know at that time I wasn't even really thinking about yeah, any of these yeah, protests yeah. or anything, sure. but kind of interesting. So anyway, it is what it is. People just. Uh, and, and speak your mind but right. freak i guess i mean again we're not li- live we're in not, reality yeah, we're yeah. not knocking on your right to protest and and your right to voice your opinion and freedom of speech and all that because you know there are a lot of countries around the world that you'd probably get shot for that kind of uh right. quote unquote dissent right. right um so we live in a great country it's it's great that uh, we can speak our minds here in the United States, uh, even if it makes it look like a dumbass. So well, the freedom um, of speech. I yeah, mean, it it it'll, it literally allows you to look like the biggest dumbass in the world, right? Or the smartest person in the world, depending and, on. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Freedom of what? Tony um, might have just forgot we were recording a podcast for a second there. <laughs> what the hell that was? Yeah. Hopefully that was a burp. Good lord. Um, oh my god. Uh, so it, just remember if you anyway. and if you're gonna protest about aviation, you are uh you're fodder for the ramp check right. podcast. We're coming for it. <laughs> That's right. Don't we'll you talk about our airplanes. So um so, should we move on to um, to another story as far as, like, Boeing? And there's actually a couple Let's Boeing stories in the news over the last week. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch the, on those There's the Max sure. story, uh-huh. you know, um, you know, Boeing is kind of ramping up to get these aircraft delivered and, mm-hmm. and getting, you know, current aircraft delivered back in the air again. And then, again, unfortunately, there's an issue with the KC-46. Right. Which is the new U.S. Air Force Boeing. But again, it's a brand new airplane. It's a brand new airplane. It's it. There's no question that there's bugs you got to work out in a brand new airplane. The only thing I don't understand, though, that I can understand of the criticism is Boeing has been making, you know, military aircraft for a long Uh time. They've been making cargo aircraft for a long time. Some of these issues, man, I just don't get how they're happening. Yeah. Like, they, they, I guess we'll talk about the 767, I mean, I, the, the KC-46. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that, uh, so specifically what we're talking about is we're talking about these, um, uh, in the KC-47, just like a KC-130, KC-46, excuse me, just like a KC-135 and a KC-10, their primary mission is aerial refueling, mm-hmm. but they're also cargo aircraft and, and passenger, passenger yeah, aircraft, right. you know, at the same time. And um, and so... So, like, these, like other cargo planes, right. like C-17, C-5s, Those tie-downs C-130s. have to be pretty strong. Yeah. Um, because you're securing, I mean, like in a C-5, I mean, you're you're securing another aircraft you're mm-hmm. transporting another aircraft or like a, a two and a half ton military truck aka deuce and a half um and uh so they cannot shift in flight you you remember seeing that video of that 747 mm-hmm. taking off and um seeing it come right yeah, back down onto the ground yes yeah, the yeah. load shifted the load shifted because mm-hmm. it came unsecure so yeah. it's vital 
Yeah. That that this keeps the loads tied up. Plus, if you're in the aircraft and that load shifts, it could crush or kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which is basically um, what they're saying as far as like the risks involved. The risks, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why they're saying they're not having any crew. So on it so right the, now. the but they don't also know if it was just this one aircraft. Yeah. They, they don't know was, if what, what part of the equipment I guess failed and maybe they do and they're just not saying. But mm-hmm. but. And, and we didn't really mention what it was, is, is oh, the KC-46A, yeah. mm-hmm. which is the new Air Force, you know, tanker. Right. It's based on the 767, which is a successful uh, commercial aircraft uh, mm-hmm. that Boeing's been manufacturing for since the 80s. Um, they they have an issue with the, uh, with the, um, the, 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 the cargo... Uh, I guess what would whatever you call it? I'm not, lo- to, I'm not looking at the article, right. so it's, it's called whatever the tie, it's the tie down it system or the, 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 right. the, the clips to the floor or what. Yeah, Ryan's looking up the they're, article. They're says, un- they've unlocked, is what happened. Yeah, they, so it's they've not like it broke, well, but yeah, they've unlocked. Well, they're in, in flight, and, that's, right. and that can't happen. It so, said it, incident occurred where the cargo locks on the bottom of the floor became okay. unlocked during okay. flight. Okay, so that that's a major issue. Con- creating concerns that airmen could potentially be hurt or even killed by heavy equipment that bursts free during flight. Right. But, I mean, right. but that's just the... That's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, having somebody get injured or killed is critical, but that's just a tiny... Thing or, or what am I trying to say? A tiny like side effect of what could happen if a cargo load comes free. Oh yeah, well the because it could bring down the, the whole aircraft. aircraft. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so and the seven six seven, which is a wide body, you know the KC forty six A can actually hold mm-hmm. quite a bit of cargo because right. it is a wide body aircraft and well I mean, it, and it can fit a lot of cargo. And there are cargo companies around the world that use seven six sevens. Yeah, uh, as cargo aircraft. So. It could just be this specific aircraft. Yeah. They could use article, a yeah. different. They could use a different tie-down system, maybe in this type than yeah. they're using in the. I, I'm just so. surprised that there's not a, like a tried and true right. tie-down system in this, and yeah. and maybe it's just a batch of latches, or mm-hmm. maybe it's just something went bad, and unfortunately, you know, this is what happens. Right. You know, you find out during use, and thank right. God it didn't bring an aircraft down or kill somebody. Right, exactly. So I guess it's good that they found the issue out before. But in the meantime, all KC-46As right now are forbidden from flying any kind of cargo. Right, and um, and just, you know, any any issue with an aircraft like that would, would cause something like that. This is not Boeing screwing up again. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just a... It, and it's 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 newsworthy because you know it can affect people. But um, again, it's 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 Boeing, and they're under the microscope, you know, because of the seven thirty seven Max. So I'm sure this is something that'll yeah. get straightened out. And this was in this was one of the test flights. Yeah, this, this wasn't an active flight where they discovered this right. happening. This yeah. was a test. So yeah. They were able to identify it. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to, of course, they're going to restrict cargo and passengers well, until they get this the figured issue. out. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. it'll be recertified again. So, yeah. speaking of being recertified, yeah, are we are we getting a little closer to the max <laughs> being recertified? I know we talk about it almost every week on the podcast. Um, I don't. I didn't see any 
stories from journalists that need to be like uh, uh, ridiculed because of their reporting. So what what do you have for yeah, us? Yeah, so so I have an article uh, through Reuters where they talk about it's um, Reuters. Yeah, Reuters. <laughs> um, as Boeing uh, sets its sights on winning approval to fly its 737 Max within weeks. Following a six-month safety ban, engineers around the world are rolling out plans for one of the biggest logistical operations in civil aviation history. So it it is going to be quite a feat. Um, Inside Boeing's 737 factory at Renton, Washington, south of Seattle, workers have pre-assembled dedicated toolkits for technicians tasked with installing software updates and readying over 500 jets that have sat idle for months. insiders say Um, across the globe Boeing teams are hammering out delivery schedules and financial terms with airline customers who have been forced to cancel flights cut routes and fly aging airliners while they await the max's return although regulators must still approve the jet for flight Boeing and airline staff and executives say the world's largest plane maker is weeks into an elaborate blueprint for production maintenance and delivery that one source set involves 1500 engineers as many as it takes to design a small new jet so wow i mean it, it it's a huge feat that that, that that they're working on here um another liken the logistics to a notion of going to war um boeing commercial airplane chief engineer john hamilton called the previously unreported mobilization more like an elaborate ballet which includes synchronizing 680 suppliers of everything from carbon brakes to pilot seatbelts. Boeing will have, will have to juggle the delivery of two different MAX categories, some 250 produced since the ban, parked at various facilities in tail-to-nose configurations that conjure the puzzle game Tetris, <laughs> and those that will roll off the production line post-approval. Airlines will most likely handle a third category involving the return to service of 387 aircraft flown before the grounding. Although Boeing has already deployed teams around the world to help companies get ready for the process. Boeing's fast selling, fastest selling jet was grounded in March. Okay, so we don't need to go right, over that. Right, I know all that. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it, it looks like they're right along, you know, that line of... Uh, getting these back up and going um you know boeing you know they have to swallow that bitter pill that this is pretty much everything is pointing to boeing just didn't do it right they did not roll the 737 out right you know they allowed the aircraft to, to go out you know with with a system that wasn't perfected um in that in that tcas system and and the 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 funny thing was is is the MCAS. Re- uh, MCAS, yeah, TCAS, obviously. That's Sorry, totally I had to different. process yeah, that. No, for a MCAS. Yes. So, so apparently there were two different um, MCAS variations. There was an original one and a second one. Mm-hmm. And it was the second version that actually went out with the aircraft new, oh, okay. where the first version was more of a dumbed down version, mm-hmm. which. Had that been released, it probably wouldn't have caused the issues that it did. And so, and and yeah, so some of those stories are coming out now. What we're learning, you know, with mm-hmm. investigations and everything. And and so the the original version is more like 
what the new certified version is going to be. Yeah. Where it's it's only going to allow like one input of MCAS and not like multiple. It's right. only going to like th- there's certain you know um, you know fail safes that are going to be put into place. One of which is is the MCAS system has to draw data from from both mm-hmm. um, angle of attack sensors and not just one. Well, and I'm and you know things like that. Like if 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 it's getting way like erroneous readings from one mm-hmm. and getting a good one from the other one, the MCAS just shuts off. So like there's a lot of fail safes now that are going to be put into it that should have been there right. to begin with. Well, do you think a more simple solution for this whole thing would have been just to put one of those big giant like from the old Warner Brothers cartoons, a big cartoon like off switch and it just says <laughs> MCAS off and well, <laughs> you know if it, it if it worked like it was supposed to, <laughs> you know. Well, but I I part of the problem was and I, I understand that the MCAS itself was the issue, but yeah. neither one of those crews in those aircraft that crashed mm-hmm. knew to disconnect the MCAS. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's true, but I mean, there's still a lot coming out on, well, there's gotta on be, what and, exactly and I, happened. Right, and there's going to be training procedures that are updated, obviously, you know. Well, because yeah, there were um, stories of it happening right. and... They disconnected they it. They just disconnected it and, and flew the airplane, yeah, and they were yeah, fine, you know. Yeah. So um, now, obviously, I'm not belittling what had happened. I'm not because it was terrible. Right. But right. I, I, you know, you guys know this. I think all along, one of the balls that was dropped is with the individual airlines that did not ensure their pilots or their flight crews had the best training possible. Because, again, yeah. that, that, that one incident where it almost crashed, where there was almost a third one, um, or it was, I can't remember if it was the same airplane that was experiencing it. was the it. same aircraft the flight before. And there was yeah. a jump, well, on the... The jump seater, yeah. Right. Um, jump seater And the jump pilot. seater was a pilot, and he's like, they're starting to experience, and he's like, oh, just disconnect it, and... Yeah, he some, yeah. somehow he knew right how, how to, and it just baffles me that the rest of that flying community didn't know that. Yeah, um, but we we've we've covered that before. Yeah, I get we it. Have. I'm I'm glad that the Max <clears throat> is hopefully going to be flying again soon. Um, well, they must be getting close because that uh, airport or area where they're all like a majority of them are being stored. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you you guys saw this but they were actually putting out uh um job offers because they they they're wanting experience like ground personnel and flight mechanics and things like that Mm -hmm. they they're looking to hire like a few hundred just as a temporary position to get those things fueled ready and to yeah. go so they must be getting close if they're looking at hiring a few hundred employees to get oh, those yeah. going it's, so it, it, it's really you close. know that that's getting right. close hey so. if you're looking for a job you know yeah, you are in the aviation yeah. business that would um, be really. kind of fun to that, fly out there and work for a couple weeks that would be and fun and there's weeks. a link to that on the ramp check yeah, report that's right I, so that's I think that I might saw, tell you yeah. how to get a temporary job be a part of history because this it's kind of historic. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unprecedented. Go exactly. Would, you know, so what, one angle on this, though, is is the Boeing CEO actually mentioned that 
certification might be a phased process where right. you might have the U.S. lift the restrictions first, mm-hmm. and then you know Europe. the European and yeah, others. Because yeah. in the past, everybody's kind of followed the FAA. Well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of bad blood now between the FAA and other world regulators. Right. But you know, some of it though is a little fishy to me because it it kind of frustrates me when you have. Uh, European regulators, you know, like um, uh, EASA, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, that's the European regulator uh-huh. that will certify the MAX again, where they start barking up the tree like, you know, well, you know, we think we're smarter than you. Um, you know, one thing is European regulators set stricter demands for Boeing 737 MAX return to flight, like... Like, uh, EASA dissatisfied with a key detail of Boeing fix, the AOA system integrity. It wants to test fly the MAX, including um, including uh, wind-up wind turns, both with the updated MCAS and with MCAS turned off. So, so they're kind of flexing their muscle to maybe try to take, you know, well... We're safer than the FAA, and and see th- this is what the problem is: is when politics get involved. Well, I <coughs> and, Airbus, <coughs> and and what? Well, exactly. I mean, w- when I saw that, I immediately tweeted out and replied to this tweet, which Dominique Gates, uh, you know, who's the Seattle Times reporter, mm-hmm. he's he's really kind of stayed on top of this Max thing, mm-hmm. and, and you know, some of his reporting has been fair and i think some of it has been right maybe more critical than it needs to be that's my opinion but um but the the, the fact is I, I said makes sense given the fact that EASA and many airbus projects are funded through the same sources right the governments of europe yeah. so it's like no shit that yeah. they're going to give boeing all this shit yeah it's going to happen which it's, actually oh yeah, which, which is ridiculous because it's going to come back and bite them in the ass mm-hmm. when there's an airbus issue because then all of a sudden FAA is going to be like, oh, well, we're hearing that you're not doing this and this. Yeah. Well, and and you, so then economics it's, is a big thing. Yeah, it's, it's going to come back. Right. I mean, well, Airbus is coming out right now with the A320 NEO that there's a center of gravity issue that right. they're working on. And there's actually airlines that are having to remove row a row or two of mm-hmm. seats in order to um, get the CG back where it needs to exactly. be. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so so all those people that are sitting there saying, well, the Max Center of Gravity is all well, this and this, and but, it's a bad design. No, it's not a bad design. But then what about Airbus? Where's your tweets about the NEO right. about Center of Gravity? Well, that's, a, and yeah. that's the other thing, too. Why was the 737 Max created again? To be a direct competitor to the A320 NEO. Yeah, and right. so... Um, you know the the EASA, of course, they're they're definitely going to take their time, whether mm-hmm. it's ethical or not. They're going to because you know. Well, it's it's it, it's, it's obvious that 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 some of this has moved away from finding the solution to politics, yeah. and that is definitely bad for global aviation. Yeah, that's, it is. That's not where it needs to go. But yeah, it yeah, is. But it will. It always. But will. It, but it does make sense for the the phased back return. You know, obviously, I. I never expected that, like, when they started flying it again, that they're going to start flying it in Indonesia or Ethiopia first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would not be wise. You do right. it here in the United States. It's 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 a product that was manufactured here in the States. 
you know, it makes sense that they would fly it here because that gives these other world markets the confidence that this thing is safe. And, you know, they assure that every single pilot is going to get the same level of training, yeah. you know, that, well, that they and, did and, before. And, and it's, it's going to change the way that, that global uh, airlines keep their pilots trained and mm -hmm. pilots for any type of aircraft going It's going to change the way yeah. that because these airplanes are certified. Be, exactly, because it doesn't matter what manufacturer, aircraft from here on out, mm -hmm. they have so much electronics and automation built into them. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to have to have the type of training that not only, um, you know, gives you that knowledge to operate that mm -hmm. aircraft safely with the systems in place, and without the systems in place, right? With failures, yeah. with you know, you know, manufacturers are going to learn from this that mm -hmm. hey, there's got to be a way to turn off some of this automation. Mm -hmm. Very easy because when something's happening in the cockpit and you've got lights and and whistles and, and chimes and, chimes yeah. and mm -hmm. stick shakers and all this shit thrown at you at once. There's only so much that a human being can comprehend right. at one time. Well, so there's got to be a way to simply resolve right. the situation with all this automation on the aircraft. Even just the fact to turn that shit off so you fly the plane manually and then troubleshoot it well, while the aircraft yeah. is that's, safely that's being controlled. That's a good point because situational awareness can be lost like that. Oh, yeah. Because... And there, and and you look at some of these aircraft accidents, regardless of what the fun, what where the what went wrong, mm -hmm. you know, whatever functionality had failed or whatever. Um, you look at some of these flight crews, and you listen to some of the the CVRs, the cockpit voice recordings, and some of these aircraft have gone down because they lost their situational awareness because they're trying to troubleshoot the problem. Yeah. So. They have what's called a QRH, which is the Quick Reference Handbook, mm -hmm. and it lists pretty much anything that they can think of that's going wrong, and there's a procedure to go through. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, when they update the QRH for the MCAS, that it just says, turn the fucking thing off. Yeah. That's well, the first and, and thing to well, do, and, and, and fly the and airplane. there's got to be an easy way to do that. Exactly. Because yeah. apparently, it, you know, there wasn't just a simple way right. to to do well, and this you, and you know you guys talking about that makes me wonder if the situations where there was a jump seater like it makes me wonder about the situational awareness where the pilots are getting all these chimes and notifications they're trying to and it makes me wonder if the guy sitting in the jump seat just had like a view of what's going on he's like hey guys try this mm -hmm. you know what i mean right. like because the other guys were kind of trying to figure out what the fuck was going on and he was just like able to kind of sit back and be like Hey, let me help, kind right. of thing. So, hopefully, yeah. well, the, the, there'll be some, line some smart some pilots, changes. some smart engineers right. that'll figure yeah. out what the best way is. I mean, you know, it there just will be. you know, and yeah. when you mentioned that you know disasters where people lose situational awareness, it reminds me. The, uh -huh. the, my first thought was that Eastern Airlines L ten eleven in right. Florida, yep. yeah, where they they lost situational awareness and flew the airplane right into the they, right into yeah. the Everglades. They forget to fly the airplane yeah. because yeah, they're trying they to do that. They were troubleshooting like a yep. it was like a autopilot or, yeah. or so, some kind of an autopilot issue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean that's a perfect example. Yeah. So, but um, so one more quick story mm -hmm. before we end um, mm -hmm. is. Uh, <clears throat> 
if you're flying through San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, so for, have, you, have either one of you guys flown in yeah. or out of San Francisco? Oh, yeah. I have not, San Francisco. I've pretty much done every airport around there, like Oakland and San, San Jose. Jose but around not, the Bay Area. I've never gone into San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco is a nightmare, just anyway, because with the, the marine layer that comes in, uh, you know, that go, moves in and out off the coast. Mm-hmm. It causes delays. It causes the fog. I mean, San Francisco, you can count on having a ground delay program every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to add insult to injury, uh, San Francisco, uh, back on the 7th of this month, um, started um, a, a rebuilding a 1,900-foot stretch of the runway, which of uh, runway wow. 28 left. Which I didn't even realize this is uh, 60 years old. Wow! The, the runway surfaces, and I'm sure it's been resurfaced a few times. Mm-hmm. But um, so they're expecting all kinds of delays. There's going to be a daily ground delay program, and it said on uh, Tuesday uh, when this happened, 208 flights into and out of San Francisco were delayed. Oh, 103 yeah. were canceled. Um, oh. Now. Being a former dispatcher for SkyWest Airlines and having to work our San Francisco hub, those 103 flights that were canceled, I would venture to say that probably 90 of them were SkyWest flights. <laughs> yeah. um, because SkyWest, and people don't think about these, these, these they, they're not even commuter airlines, these regional airlines yeah. now. Yeah. They, and I, I, I would have to look up the stats, but uh, to be Exactly or accurate. <laughs> hey, exactly. a new word on new the Ramp word. Check podcast. Exactly. Um, but um, <laughs> like, first off, SkyWest Airlines was like the number one operator in and out of San Francisco because of the number of smaller planes yeah. and flights. And a lot of regional airlines are like that. They create more of the traffic. So naturally, um, you know, a lot of those smaller planes, those flights, those flights are going to be canceled. Um, so that was on Tuesday. Now, the numbers were even worse on Sunday, and it's just going to continue to be bad. Average um, average delays, just a guess, in and out of San Francisco right now. 90 minutes? Um, average delays, 3 hours oh, and 35 damn, minutes. Twice average that. delays. That sucks. So I remember when some of these, uh, because um, the... Uh, um, the air traffic control, the command center uh-huh. in Virginia, which I got to visit, which was a really cool thing. Uh-huh. It kind of looks like mission control at NASA. Yeah. Um, but uh, they'll issue these delay times. They've got an algorithm, and the yeah. computer will do that. And then, of course, the major airlines, they'll go in and tweak everything. Well, naturally, SkyWest or whatever regional airline got the worst times. But when you see a program come out that says the average delays are 3 hours and 35 minutes... Yeah. Like, we would get, like, five, six, seven, eight-hour delays on these programs. So we would cancel all these flights so everything would move back up. And, um, you know, a lot of airports, they have different times, like, where they expect the traffic to spike. And so that's the number of inbound flights. So ATC sees that, and they issue the ground delay program so they can kind of move it back down and kind of even things all the way across but uh yeah it, it typically it's a nightmare yeah. if if any of you listening to the podcast if you've flown in and out of san francisco you know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> it's um, crazy you know it makes you think like i know that there's regulations for uh-huh. you know 
uh, regional airliners, and you know they can only take so many people. But you know, why doesn't SkyWest just go wet lease some A380s that are sitting somewhere, or 747s <laughs> yeah, that are right. retired, and just run those flights so that all these canceled flights you could just fill just, up a wide body, <laughs> you know, and just do one flight a day to <laughs> yeah, San Francisco. Right. Well, the problem is, I like the way you're thinking. I mean, I know that's ridiculous, but, but I mean, that's, I well, mean, yeah. but, the, but the problem is, 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 so the way a regional airline works, of course, is it's feeding the major yeah, airlines know. into I these know. hubs. So all these flights are coming in from, you know, smaller cities all around the area. Yeah. And, um, we'll and, just do one flight a day, like at 10 p.m. And get just all those flights into the other, you know, hub airports. Fly them into another hub and then the, just fly a 747. I, See? I tell you. There you go. Um, maybe we Air should go biz. on. Maybe we should go on. Game? Yes. Yes. I <laughs> loved that game. or whatever it was. It was, <laughs> the, it was the Super Nintendo. That's funny. Aerobiz. Aerobiz. Yeah. That's what it was yeah. called. Yeah, and funny. used to be an airline so CEO. Let, let, let's, let's just quickly talk about why it's important to maintain runways then. Um, it's, gee, you think? Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's obviously the number one reason is when a, mm-hmm. when a runway starts showing fatigue and crap. <laughs> right? You're g- bless you, brother. <laughs> yeah, bless you. you. Excuse me. Forget we're recording a podcast. Nope. But I can't. I can't let a sneeze go. <laughs> um, well, you just did. <laughs> I mean, I can't let I know, it pass. I know. I know. Stop can't it. Hold it back. But anyway. um, obviously, there's a fought issue. Uh huh. You know, I mean, a, a chunk of the runway can fly up. Right. And, fly into an engine and yep. and, a, and a piece of rock or asphalt or whatever mm-hmm. is not friendly to those uh those fan blades obviously so it, and so blade. it's gonna break right. and you know i mean it's gonna cause fog damage right so reading further into this article which you can find a link to on yeah. rapcheckreport.com wow that's um, great through simpleflying.com right. simpleflying and then i followed another link to wired.com that kind of puts yeah. in a little bit more sure. layman's terms sure. so they have been resurfacing these runways for years yeah. and years and years right. and right. in 2017 when they repaved 28 left um, tests showed that the base was suffering from fatigue cracking. Hmm. And so, um, anyway, so planes cracking. weighing $400,000 or 400,000 pounds or more <laughs> had been landing on it for over 60 years, yeah. you know, but so, so going back to my home airport, which is St. George, Utah, mm-hmm. um, that airport has been closed since June yeah, because they had to completely yeah. redo a serve or a section of the runway because they built it on blue clay and so the runway was i guess no it was blue clay you can't blue. say <laughs> God. What the hell's blue clay? I know. Never like, heard that you like either. threw that out there like <laughs> we're all like freaking landscape like surveyors so, like we know. Okay, I'm not a surveyor and I, I don't know this shit. I'm not an engineer. But you don't say. Apparently, <laughs> apparently building on blue clay is bad. Okay. Apparently, yeah. Because okay. it can sink. Oh, okay. It's causing so, uh, a dip in the runway. Okay. But um, okay. um and now, originally, it was known that this blue clay was present, mm-hmm. but somebody, and, and, you know, of course, everyone's going to point the finger, or right. your fault, it was Some your fault. It was about money. Yeah. Yeah, it was all about money, and so they ended up, instead of spending the extra money at the very beginning when they were building the airport mm-hmm. to do whatever they need to do around the blue clay... Um, they had to close the airport. So red. I'm surprised. I don't know. Blue. Seriously. They, 
They had to. They had to close the airport for three months. Yeah. The airport itself lost the revenue. The city, the airlines. Oh yeah. Plus the expense that it that it it took to uh, replace it. So, but that's going to be reopening actually near the end of this month. So yeah, that's okay. good. Um, that's good. But uh, but again, so that's just St. George. Hopefully the runway's yeah. not blue. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> Because then they did it wrong. Again. And then, like when they come and do the final inspection, you see the chief engineer again. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> so. oh, oh, that's blue clay right there. <laughs> no, and then he'd say, "Blue clay? What did I say?" <laughs> so stupid. Are you guys okay? <laughs> Just don't use the blue clay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so stupid. Anyway, okay, anyway, well, so yeah, I mean, anyway. I guess that about does it for another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. Want to give a quick shout out to a couple of our listeners who took the time to uh, send us a picture of them subscribing uh, to the podcast or mm-hmm. um, um, giving us a review. What? Uh, so, so the the shout out I'm going to give isn't for that right now, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. That's the hell am I here for? Nothing to do with what you just said. So uh, th- there's actually a couple guys um, on Instagram. Uh, it's bh underscore world. So I know his first name is Brian. So I don't know if what is, I don't know if bh is his last name or he just really likes bhs. I don't know. But but anyway, the the, the, the point is um, he was really uh, really cool and kind to send us. Uh, some James Webb uh, telescope swag, a couple patches. Super cool. Uh, a, a, Thank you for that. And one of his uh, BH World stickers, which is really cool. Um, um, he's got some connections through North of Grumman, which is really cool. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, we talked about the James Webb Space Telescope. Uh-huh. We did. Um, on a couple podcasts ago. Yep. And uh, how that's cool that's going to be. expensive one, mofo. Yeah, yes, well, you know, is. once it's up there. I mean, it's th- that telescope is, is basically going to be able to, um, in the infrared, direct mm-hmm. image exoplanets around other stars in our galaxy. And it will be able to image the atmospheres so we mm-hmm. can see the chemical makeup of those atmospheres to see if there's civilizations or life so, on those planets. Awesome. Do you think that, uh, and I don't want to get too sidetracked here because we're trying to wrap things up, but do you yeah. think that um, some alien civilization, once we get this launched and they, they see that that's up there, they're, they're going to be like the Vulcans and they're going to make first contact because it's time? <laughs> you never know. That would be cool if they you were. Never, you never be, know. It would be, be really logical. Cool. So, so BH World, <laughs> thank you so much for sending those uh, patches to us. And um, we've sent a couple of stickers out this last week, right, Aaron? Yeah, we, we, we did. Um, Is it okay if we talk about that now? <laughs> oh, well, you had another shout-out, didn't you? Well, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> obviously th- this is also a cool, you know, other, other yeah, other Super little story. Super cool, yeah. So, oh. um, so uh, uh, Texas Afterburner, who uh-huh. we've had on the on the podcast, yes. and then uh, TX App Geek, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, we're all friends with them, and and both of those guys, um, Jacob and Colin, they're you know they live mm-hmm. in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Well, they they were out uh, aircraft spotting. the The Red Arrows were in the area. Mm-hmm. They they were able to go out and you know take some pictures and meet. Well, the, the the cool thing about it is during all this going on and the and the pictures they were posting and everything. Well, um, Texas Afterburner had our 
F-35 U.S. flag ramp check hat on this whole time. Yes, he did. So it was so cool to see, like, this, you know, young up-and-coming military pilot, photographer, av geek, Mm -hmm. like, just wearing our ramp swag and just being out there and interacting with all these pilots and photographing. It's cool. And, and, you know, Colin's done the same thing, too, TX Av Geek, where, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got... You know the bone shirt uh, that 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 we uh, that he has um, that he's worn you know many times mm-hmm. you know and and so it's just it, it it's cool to you know see the ramp check name out there because that's Absolutely. what we're all about. Yep. we're just yeah. all about just ab geeking out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's right. It's so cool and and um, and. Uh, Thanks again, you guys. Yeah, for, uh, definitely. For repping the ramp check. Um, so you can get all of that ramp swag, including what you've seen in Texas Ab Geek and Texas Afterburners uh, photos. You can find all of that at the ramp track. Uh, ramp. See, there we go. Okay, I can do it. Trout. At the ramp swag store. <laughs> uh, hashtag RCG ramp swag. Um, a link to that store is on our website, rampcheckglobal.com. You mm-hmm. can also find that link through um, rampcheckreport.com as well. And um, again, the contest that we're doing right now is when you subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot of it and send it to us, either direct message uh, us at rampcheckglobal.com or um, <laughs> just tag us. At rampcheckglobal. There's no doubt. Jesus, com. I know. That's right. just Instagram, social media. Oh tweet, my gosh. Twitter, Instagram. You can go to rampcheckglobal.com and <laughs> send us a message through right. one of the little message boxes that are So do that, website. and we'll yes. select somebody at random, and uh, we'll send you a sticker or, if we're feeling really generous, some, uh, some other ramp yeah. swag. Um, you could uh, direct email us too at hello at rampcheckglobal.com. Ah, you see, could do you're that throwing too. in a new one there. So. But um, the the um, the other uh, shout out that I wanted to give was uh, was to a guy named uh, uh, Nick Clement. He's right dot stuff on Instagram. Nice. And um, he's a huge B one B Lancer fan. He he sent us a four nineteenth flight test squadron uh, patch as well as a We Fly airplanes from NASA Armstrong Flight Research Center. So um, he's involved in some capacity out there, which is cool. And Edwards Air Force Base is where the 419th Flight Test Squadron is. That they, is awesome. They do all the all the testing and uh, on the U.S. bomber fleet. So they work on B1s, B2s, B52s, and the B21 Raider once that's out, because right. Edwards was chosen as the uh, the test base so that they could do all the tests. Can you imagine the history of that oh, squadron? Yeah. Oh yeah, it oh, just dude, yeah. it goes back and back. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That that's pretty awesome. Thanks again uh, for sending that to us. What was his name again on Instagram? Uh right dot Oh, right wait. dot stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. Um yeah, thanks again you guys for uh, following us on uh, on Instagram uh, for listening to the Ramp Check podcast. Um, don't forget, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and of course through the Ramp Trek Global website. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know why I get choked up every time I try and say this stuff at the end. You know what? Well, we're very passionate. Um, yes, right. we yes, we are. God, I can't talk. Aaron, tell us where they can find you on social media. <laughs> at Aaron Rumfollow and specifically at Ramcheck Global and that's Twitter, that's Instagram. Um, we do have a YouTube channel, but we haven't really launched it yet. We're working on and that, and we're working on that. You know, you know, we we'll get that out there soon. Aaron's getting a little choked up <laughs> too. I'm thinking, I know. I was, I was, I was thinking about, about. You know, I've got so many ideas for the the YouTube channel, and right. all those kind of flashed before my eyes <laughs> as I was talking, and it's not a good. His eyes good got thing all glassed over for during, a second there during recording a podcast, but uh, but yeah, you know, give me a follow. Uh, you know, my personal Instagram is you know usually my, you know, amazing beautiful wife Jessica and my kids, um, and uh, you know, but. Av geek stuff, you know, it's pretty much on at Ramcheck Global. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. Same thing. Um, Wait, as far as don't forget that I get to go next before you say. Before goodbye. I sign off. Yeah. yeah okay. Just, just remind Usually, me I it. just assume you would do it first, <laughs> send it to Aaron, then send it to me. That would make more sense. But anyway, um, yeah, the personal account is at Rum Follow Me, but rather have you follow at Ramcheck Global. Check out all that cool shit and. You know, just in case before, um, in case you were You're wondering. You're getting choked up too. No, what the hell? no. In case you're wondering <laughs> what. Follow me. Check. <laughs> just remember, if you need to know what a little drone sounds like, it sounds like a cat attack in an alley. Okay. Tony, where can we find you? Attacking a cat in an alley? Yeah. A cat. a cat being attacked in an alley. Or a cat attack in an alley. No, you just ask where they can find me. Attacking oh, okay. a No, I'm not attacking a cat in an alley. Oh my gosh, we're so um, dumb. Anyway, yeah, this is... Wow. Um, so you can you can find me at trumfollow. Um, and uh, if, if you uh, decide to follow me uh, personally... Um, you might be able to score some pictures of my brand new vehicle I'm picking up here in just a few oh, minutes. Um, but uh, I'm super excited about that. Anyway, um, but you can also follow, of course, uh, at Ramp Check Global. Uh, like my two brothers said, um, buy some ramp swag from us, please. That's uh, hashtag RCG Ramp Swag. Get it on our website, which is www.rampcheckglobal.com. Or there's a link to it, of course, on our Ramp Check report. Um, thanks again, everybody, for supporting the Ramp Check podcast. And um, Ryan, how about a little send-off there, little brother? Meow. Good day. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs>